Hello, you're listening to Common Ride for me, a podcast about stun-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, but you can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. I'm James Baker, I'm your newcomer, and this week we watched Common Rider 01, episodes 26 through 29. Hen- So James, this week um, I have a small story to let's start us off with. What's that? So the other day, like I was like listening to a podcast, and they mentioned this quote about like omelets. Like it was like, oh, like you can't have just an omelet or something. Like something from this like movie <laughs> about like it was like a quote that like I like knew from like a movie. Mm-hmm. So then I like searched the quote, and guess what I found? Some choice quotes from from like some certain like notable people like about omelets. Want to hear some? Please. I have to have breakfast. The breakfast has to be eggs. Whether in omelet form, hard boiled, or over easy, Chrissy Teigen. Hmm. That's a real good quote, right? Mm-hmm. An egg white omelet with vegetables. It's one of my favorite breakfasts. Mm. But that's from um, Gabriella Isler. I like egg white omelets with veggies or oatmeal with almond and fruit from Vanessa Hudgens. Hmm. These aren't quotes. <laughs> yeah, like are these coming up in like interviews and they're just like quoting them? It's on like a quote website, like AZ Quotes. So I was like, I'm trying to find like a. You'd think like a quote about omelets would matter, like not just be like fucking like lance bass says omelets are <laughs> cool to make right but uh yeah you would think it'd be more philosophical like the first one um the one that uh who was the first person you said was it i have to have eggs that one who said that from christy Teigen. yeah even though that isn't an official quote i live by that like that's part of my breakfast like it's not breakfast unless it's eggs some kind of some kind of form of eggs like you have to have eggs in your breakfast like you can't just have bacon and toast uh maybe a pastry by itself or you know something like pancakes or french toast but if there's any kind of protein being had it has to be eggs right yeah i'm really bad about like having like a real breakfast like i'll have like oatmeal sometimes that's fine but like lots of times just like i'm like ah i'm just saying if there's any meat involved or anything like that it has to have eggs alongside it like it just can't be bacon (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) <laughs> man it sucks having like a vegetarian like girlfriend sometimes like sometimes it's fine sometimes it sucks yeah I'm, I'm the same way my girlfriend's a pescatarian i think that's how you said uh yeah fish yeah she only eats fish and stuff like that but um yeah it's pretty tough but um i mean i'm, I'm used to it by now we've been together for a couple of years but, uh, it doesn't really bother me as much um she just complains that i don't cook for her enough and i'm like well eat meat <laughs> First time that um like my girlfriend and I like um uh, like went like on a uh, vacation we went to Toronto, um really nice like Italian place and uh, what she wanted to do was like to order like a one dish but like no fish basically mm-hmm. and the guy didn't understand what it was and like he didn't know what like a vegetarian was and like it was like how she like described it was like I don't eat things like that have faces. And then, like, he said, oh, like, don't worry. We don't bring you the face. Like, I'll cut the face off myself. Like, it won't be here. <laughs> what year was this? <laughs> like, 2012. Okay. Uh, and he didn't That's know a little what a right? was? That's weird. Yeah. But no, um, in case you're not sure, um, we are a tokusatsu podcast. So we like action and stunts and all those fun things. And how's your week been, James? Uh, it's been different. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are out there also under some form of quarantine or if you're not in a quarantine yourself, there's definitely a lot of businesses around you guys that are shut down and 
your ordinary everyday life is completely turned upside down. Like you really realize what you took for granted. Um, even things like, you know, going to a bar or being able to go to the park, um, other things like coughing without <laughs> getting the, the look of yeah. death or sneezing in public without people thinking that you're a fucking walking zombie or anything like that. It's just life is completely different right now. And um, for me, I've been out of work for uh, going on two weeks now. And as far as my ordinary life, it hasn't really affected me because I'm a homebody, but I do like to get out and explore the city that I live in. So other than that, um, it hasn't really affected me, but it's only been like two weeks. I can only imagine like a month from now, <laughs> two months, uh, I might fucking lose it. But um, how have you been holding up with this whole pandemic? I mean, my life's not really changing too much the same as like usual, but like my girlfriend's like really feeling it. Like she's just not like working for two weeks. She's just, it's not going great, but it's been wild to see how stir crazy people have gotten with stuff. Like, have you like looked at Twitter and just been like, why is this, tr- why is, is this trending? Why is like 20,000 people like talking about like if like um Cuomo had like nipple rings or whatever? Like if you saw that, I'm not sure if you saw no, that. I missed that. <laughs> that was so just, weird. But people are going stir crazy. Like it just seems like everyone's tweeting about like, <clears throat> What's your favorite Disney Channel original movie? That's weird. <laughs> and it's just a lot. My favorite there's, thing, there's or not my favorite thing, but one of the most interesting things that I found out of this whole thing is like how crazy celebrities are going. Like I was listening to this podcast a couple of weeks ago and they're just uh, going through the ways of how celebrities are fucking losing it because they're not getting the attention that they're used to. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw the video of Gal Gadot when she had everybody sing the, uh, I forget. Oh. It was so cringy. And I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but it just was like, let's do something cool because we're bored and it like completely backfired. I'm pretty sure they all regret doing it or they don't give a fuck, but it's just things like that. Um, I've seen athletes start streaming their conversations with their friends. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of like sports Instagram pages, like just showing old game highlights. Uh, I've seen a lot of like talk shows doing like Skype podcast type interviews it's just completely weird right now we're in a weird time right now and um it's going to be interesting to see how this span is described in textbooks <laughs> in years to come and how we reflect on it when we're like in our later years because i'm not sure if something like this will ever happen again but if it does i, I really hope it's not this long but it's just it's just really odd to just see how people are coping with not having social encounters and you know like before this all happened it was kind of cool to be introvert like i don't like going to parties um i ghost people when they ask me to do things now people actually want to go to parties and they want to get social and uh encounters and stuff like that and you know being human beings we're you know like social beings like we're built to communicate with people and you know get to know people and you know mate and you know become some some kind of tribe and to have that ripped away from you is just kind of insane and the way I've been coping with it, I've, I've been playing Call of Duty like nonstop. <laughs> I've, been, I've been online since I got out of work. Like I've literally probably put in 48 hours of Call of Duty in the last week. Like no lie. But, uh, you know, um, it's fun for that part. I just feel like I'm on summer vacation again as a kid. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, all these people are like so much more reading and like playing games and stuff. But then like they're also like just like going terribly like stir crazy. And it's just a lot. Uh, one thing that I've kind of noticed is like, know how once in a while there's like that celebrity that people think people care about a lot more than they do. Right now, it seems like Rob Gronkowski is that guy because that dude is everywhere. Like, a Chipotle is doing like a live stream where he's giving out 5,000 free like burritos or whatever. <laughs> I missed that. 
I know he just got into WWE, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just like, who loves, cares? I guess. I honestly do not know. Like, I mean, he was an awesome athlete. Um, He won a lot of Super Bowls and he has a cool personality, but I feel like they're trying to turn him into something that he's not. Um, I guess his comparison would be kind of like a rockish type vibe, but the a rock has the rock has a good tone. He he's more like down to earth. I just feel like Rob Gronkowski is always on one hundred. Like it's hard to keep that kind of energy, in my opinion. So he's probably going to end up being an alcoholic or using some kind of drug to just keep that <laughs> to keep that going. Like fucking who has whoa. that much energy nonstop, <laughs> constantly partying? Like that's that's bound to fucking backfire. That's just me. I have like a lot of sympathy for like him being like a. 28 29 year old like winning a super bowl and like loving the game but like having to have like a leader of like blood like drawn like from like his like quad and like having to quit like what he loves like when he's like so young but yeah like besides that like i don't like have feelings like towards him like oh that's a really like heartbreaking story that like you love something that you were like a world-class like person at and then you had to quit Mm -hmm. like mid-career like young that really sucks but beyond that like i'm not like oh cool i really want to see like this like chipotle town hall and win burritos or whatever the fuck. Yeah, most definitely not. I, I just heard about that from you. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know. But I think, like, to your point, yeah. Like, there's just, like, a lot of people who, like, aren't used to this. But also, people do need to take a step back and be like, there's so many people that are going into, like, random businesses. Like, a friend of mine, like, um like works at, like, a like hardware store. And they're telling me that there's so many people coming in. And, like, it's more crowded than usual because people are, like, trying to find stuff to, like, start like projects and i want to like strangle everyone just <laughs> that is so there. funny because i just saw like i have a friend here he just moved into a new home and he just been going in non-stop it's just like this motherfucker is probably a bona fide carpenter right now like he's making like kitchen tables and fucking sand and everything i'm just like damn like uh we have a lot of free time right now and it's just interesting like if you think about it like i'm pretty sure you heard this question before like what would you be doing if you didn't have to go to work every day and now we don't have to go to work every day. And I'm literally just been watching Netflix and playing video games all day. Like that's just what I've been doing. But a little part of me feels a little guilty for not being productive in my free time. But fuck it. I don't I don't care. This is this is how I'm choosing to use it right now. You know what I mean? I deserve a break from, you know, being nonstop for the last what, twenty plus years I've been working? Maybe more. Absolutely. Like 'cause like um that's like a weird thing about like living in like a very like money driven like very like capitalist like society like we look at the people that like are like oh like this person paid off their college loans by like spending like 12 years making bird feeders and it's just like no you don't have to spend all your time mm-hmm. making money or like building wealth or like your portfolio like you're like allowed to have unconstructive free time yeah like that first week of me not having work i felt so like i'm just used to being on a go like in and out do this do that work out take shake eat go to work wake up i was just in such a routine and like now i'm out of it i'm just like i honestly don't have anything to stress about other than catching the coronavirus but i mean i feel like at this point if you catch it you don't you can't really control if you catch it or not like you just it's like a roll of dice anytime you leave the house so but uh yeah it's hard yeah one thing that we can't control though is um what we talk about and this week i'm like we have a really great (laughs) yeah yeah i know um (laughs) I, the other day was like, uh, with my girlfriend and like, with like her sister and like, I just wanted to like gross her sister out so bad. So I just like went like straight face right to my girlfriend. Hey, 
when I first met you, like I thought you were like as when I first met you, like I thought you were as beautiful like, as like an oyster. And then like she asked why. And then I said, Oh, because I said aw shucks. And then her <laughs> sister just gagged in the corner, just like that. Just uh That was a good one. But no, um this week we looked at a double stuffed, just awful the boys and gals of Common Rider Zero One. We looked at two arcs and it was a good time. If there was a two arc stretch to watch it, it was right now where there's like a new <clears throat> plot being like put forth. But yeah, like that's um like switch over to that. We are back from our jacking break. Is that what we want to call it? Or no. What do you think? <laughs> nice. We're on fire tonight, man. Yeah. Um, and the first um, two we are looking at is um, Commodore Zero One Episode Twenty Six: Firefighters Battling the Blaze, and Twenty Seven: I Won't Give Up These Lives. So first off, um, general thoughts here, James. Uh, these two episodes together as a whole, um, they were pretty solid, um, in my opinion. But as you guys know, I am not a fan of this competition. And I'm so glad this is over. <laughs> but anyways, uh, <laughs> the first episode was fire. No pun intended. <laughs> um, started off with that cool commercial from Guy, the Zaya commercial. That was pretty dope. I, I admit it was, I didn't want to like it because I hate him so much, but it was a pretty cool commercial. But uh, yeah, um, overall, these two episodes are pretty solid. Um, we got to see a really cool um, firefighter competition. That was different. Um, when they first announced it, I'm like, this is going to be kind of dangerous, right? But it just turned out to be an exercise. Um, so that was cool. The uh, human gear of the week was interesting. He seemed more not even close to singularity as, you know, human gear that we're used to. Um, he was he ran like a robot, literally. Kind of remind me of, like Mario or something, the way he ran. <laughs> um, and the guy that wore the Zai specs in this arc, I think his name was Humoro. Um, he seemed pretty cool. We, Captain Humoru? Yeah. Yeah, Humoru. Um, we've we've been coming uh, across a lot of douchey esque people that wear Zai specs, but he just seemed very stern and very strict to his rules. Like he didn't really seem like a jerk at all. Um, and that was show when he at the end of the episode arc, he uh, you know pretty much said like, "Nah, this guy beat me in the competition." So he seemed like a stand up guy. Um, I liked him a lot. And uh, yeah, what'd you think? I liked it. Like it was like a. It felt like very purposeful. Like slow build because like there's like a lot of there's lots of things like do get like seated here like we see like the show that's like being put on like for people on the news and that kind of stuff and like we see like how like the perception like of like the public is being like shaped here and like i think like that is what bears out like i think when we see how much this whole thing like is being used by guy it wasn't like the most important like at all times and um i am sorry right now if you hear like anything but there is a uh Cat just laying exactly on my neck, so I'm just gonna like keep talking. But <laughs> they're nice and comfortable. But no, I'm like, and like one cool thing here is that they like do bring in like some like weird and like very like moody filming in parts of this too. Like in like that like first like bit where they're just showing like a firefighter team in action, for example. Like there's lots of little like shots like that in here. Yeah, I was saying like the the tones in the episodes were two completely different. Um, episode 26 uh, was more humorous they had a lot of funny parts especially during the uh, explanation for the exercise like it was some hot chicks in this episode I must admit 
Um, and the firefighters are definitely up for the game until they showed, showed who was on the second floor. Uh, and once they showed it, I started die laughing. And um, and all those dudes were like half like shirtless too and everything. It was just like, yeah. yeah, they're all about trying to save those chicks. And I would be too. They're freaking hot. But uh, yeah, um, the, episode one was more uh, humorous. Episode two was more somber and sad. And, you know, Itchy died in this episode, sacrificing himself, trying to... Uh, get to the survivors after realizing how exactly he should go about saving lives. So um, one humor, one sad, um, perfect balance between the two arcs. One thing I like though, is that um, this was like a more, it, it, this question of having like a human gear in the workplace was more interesting than I think, like it doesn't matter if the sushi isn't good or if like the flower arrangement isn't good the same way it matters. Like we're like trolley problem thing or like where we see, that for um, a like human gear firefighter, they would let somebody who is high risk stay down and help other people rather than try and save like everybody. Like, but also they can't be hurt in the same way. Like, so it's like a weird like trade off to see that like th- like we've not gotten like a lot of cases like where they've talked about like what is efficiency and what is like humanity. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy that had the cardiac arrest, he was just about to leave him there, right? Yeah, he was. Because he was like, why save him when he's not even pretty much like he's going to die anyway? <laughs> um, that was very interesting, too. I like seeing like the um, like vice president and like his like um, like small group there like in the building, like uh, where like they're talking about um, how good he's playing at like being injured and all that. I was like, um, like pretty fun. I was surprised that he actually participated in the exercise. Like we really don't see him out of Hidden Intelligence headquarters. Um, so I guess maybe he was turning around in Naruto or. They needed some kind of relief in the episode. I don't know exactly why he would be there, but I thought that was an interesting choice to have him actually be part of the exercise. I do really like him as a character, though, because, like, he does seem, like, very invested in the company. He seems, like, to really care. Like, there's, like, a point later where, like, he's talking to, like, his, like, crony, and they're like, it's going to suck if we get rescued. And I think it's, like, a, um, like the, like, um, like one from Zaya and, like, not our firefighter. Like, it'll be, like, cool to be rescued. But, like, I almost wish that, like, we wouldn't be rescued if it was, like, the one from Zaya which is a lot of like loyalty, you know, mm-hmm. partway through, like we see uh, the um, new Raider, which is like a sniper Panda, which looks cool as shit and is underused. Yeah. This is probably one of the uh, coolest looking. Uh, was he, I guess he was a my gear. Is that what we're calling it? Or is he just a Raider? Uh, yeah. Like a Raider. Cause he's human. Like a my yeah, gear is a human right. gear. Is bad. My bad. Yeah. I got confused. It's been a while, but yeah, it was a cool Raider. Um, I also noticed that with the, the, uh, my gears, we're starting to recycle a lot of suits now. Is that normal? Uh, for like when they're being turned to my gears, like they've all been like old suits, like because they're old keys. Okay, that's right. But yeah, uh, the Raider was really cool. I was, I wouldn't say I was upset with the reveal. Um, just the way it was set up in episode 26, it was seemed like it was supposed to be some like mysterious person that we should know who it is, but we don't. But it turned out to just be, um, a developer for Zaya, um, that's trying to help Guy win. And this motherfucker, Guy, let me go on my Guy rant. This motherfucker is so desperate to win now. Like everything that he game plan seems to be just make the human gear go berserk. Like, um, what happened to all these being, you know, being 10 steps of every, ahead of everybody and, you know, having his chessboard out, being all smart. Um, it just, he just comes off as desperate in these last few episodes. How about you? what do you think about guy? Like, um, like who he reminds me of is, um, in Evangelion, like, um, like when you see like how people like, consider gendo or just like how like he really is like um like there's like that like one episode like where it's like really hot and like the whole like crew is like 
oh, Gendo is like so composed. But then you see like his like feeder in the like, ice water kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, like I think Guy has said that he's a chess master and like it's like, here's my chessboard. I'm so smart. But then really, like we see like two times like in like these like two arcs and like one time or like really like two or three times like before he's like had to make things happen, like force things that he said are like inevitable or like he planned for. Like it's like, oh, I see like I totally planned this like 4D chess that I would hack this guy and he'd be evil, you know? Yeah, he even forced Yua to turn Ichi into the, you know, uh, make him go berserk. And Yua, man, I mean, she's either like about to like straight up leave guy at this point or do her own thing. But she she's definitely going to come across a crossroad in this next um, few episodes. I feel like she's getting pushed to the edge um, for sure. Before we even get to like this like next arc and like the next like two episodes like i actually liked her like in the firefighter arc she had a very strong focus i felt like where she was just just small things like where she's helping treat the ankle of like an aim soldier and then she's told not to and like that kind of stuff And it's just like she's super conflicted her story is like very much in the front of like the like narrative too and like i'm really interested i kind of don't think that she has any family relationship to guy anymore just because like it would be more interesting if she is just inflicted without that kind of attachment but like they do a lot with her like when she goes in like the building like to like help people during the fire like when she like talks with like aruto and that kind of stuff and she's just like super interesting here yeah you're right there, there, ha- there has been a lot of uh focus on uh you these past few episodes and um one of the big moments that happened was i'm not sure if it was this arc or the next one whenever she was pretty much giving guy her advice and he pretty much told her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your opinion doesn't yeah, matter. And here, I yeah. was like, Jesus, like you straight up just, you are a tool at this point. You can't, you have no say of what, what you're going to do or what should, what guy should do. And it's like, how are you going to proceed working along this guy when he has no regard of what you have to say about anything? Um, like the, like very basic arc here is that, um, two firefighters are like competing. And then like the human gear one, like, um, like itchy set, like he ignores, when there's somebody in trouble that he could have saved because like, it was like a high risk or like a low, low like probability, I think, or like their heart wasn't beating, but they were like, they could still be saved, I think. So, um, that's when he gets like lectured and then hacked. And then like, he gets like saved and lectured like by Arto, who is so pissed off by that, like small fight in like the alley where he just beats the shit out of guy, like until he like stops, like was like really cool. I thought too. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, then we see, um, he makes that, like, big, like, play towards the end of holding up and being, like, burned to death while, like, holding, like, that rubble so, like, the, like, last three people can be saved. And, like, that's, like, a cool arc for him. It would have mattered a lot more if he couldn't just be resurrected, right? Right. Like, we said the stakes with this whole thing is pretty low right now because we know we could possibly see him again. But it was still a powerful scene regardless um it was really cool to see him like standing there and just you know putting his life on the line whether he can be brought back or not it was just the, the the meaning behind it and uh for aruto to actually go back in and you know bring his body back out that was a powerful scene that's probably one of my most favorite yeah uh scenes of this arc right here it was just like why are you going back in to get him and he i forget what exactly he said but pretty much said like if it was a he's human, my employee or whatever yeah yeah if it was like a human you would go back in and get him so why can i go back and get you know, get itchy. So that was really cool for Arudo. And that scene is just so great for like Yua too. Like she is just like watching that whole time. Like I like, like to when like 
you have like um when Fua shows up and just pours water out himself and says, We're going in, we're partners and stuff, like let's go like help people. And they don't transform, which is dumb. Like I think just fucking put on your armor, like at a yeah, certain point. Right? I was waiting for that too. But no, they um help, but then like she also sees like him bring the body back out and like it's just there's like a lot going through like her head and like I like really hope that like she keeps having like I hope that she gets like a point where we get to see her like make a choice and like really like kick some ass too you know mm-hmm. and like there's some stuff like with Fua during this where he like fights again with Jin and gets like hinted that like the real person that helped get Hirobi out like might be like closer than he thinks or whatever and yeah like he's like also kind of like on the back burner here like building up but like it's like a it's still fun and like it's cool like to see like the like turmoil like with Roby and like Jin too as well and yeah um I um what do you think of a uh, the like um last part though where they like corner guy but then he like destroys the evidence but then he has to fight Jin yeah I thought it was odd that they didn't jump <laughs> jump in and uh help out no it was the fight between uh Fua and Jin, right? Guy. 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 He was trying to destroy the evidence, right? Yeah. And yeah. Like part I, of me is like, hey Arto, you can help you though. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was weird that they uh they didn't jump in and help him. But uh yeah, Jin came in and saved him, right? And he was like, it was the will of the arc. Or is that Oh uh, no, like um Jin came in to get like Hirobi's key back at that point, and like that's when that's they right. fight. Like in like the that fight was like a really cool like scene because like there's that moment where y- you see um what guys trying to to do is like take from the key like with his sword and then like Jin uses like his own sword belt to like parry it basically and that was like pretty hype I like that. yeah that was a cool fight scene too like in, in the ring of fire that was pretty sick there's not lots of like we're match fights in the common rider like so like it's like cool to see like this like one fight that like didn't have like an end but just like it felt like very impactful you know mm-hmm. but yeah um and that's kind of like we kind of like end this arc a little bit like with the news that like the last round of this whole thing will be like a vote, basically like a public referendum on like remaking like daybreak city, which I kind of wish we'd known about beforehand, but like, that's like a interesting like thing to lead into, you know? Yeah. I thought I missed something when they announced that we we're going to remake <laughs> daybreak time. Like, uh, when did this happen? But this was just, this is a major thing, right? How'd you feel about that? Are you looking forward to it or, um, well, like we see some hints of like what guys doing where like, he's like, bringing in the news and talking about like he made like the raid risers to like arm the public but we don't see the hints that they're going to remake daybreak like (laughs) you'd think they'd want to do like a different city at that point like Mm -hmm. not the one that has like the bad history you know yeah i don't even know how they're going to pull that off yeah and um, the arc's still there right yeah like it's (laughs) like a walled off city with like a massive lake in the middle of it and everything's like underwater this is going to be wild but no i'm like that leads us to the next arc which is episode 28 my rap changes the world and 29 hard dreams don't break so um we meet a new human gear in this arc what do you think to be honest man like yeah i'm black i don't know if you guys know this is a podcast um (laughs) um (laughs) whenever they showed the preview for this episode i honestly just was like here we go again um for some reason in Asian dramas, the representation of black people is always Afro, jewelry, baggy clothes. He raps. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it is what it is. Uh, but once he walked in and said, yo, 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 I'm a rapper. I just roll my eyes. I'm like, come on, man. Like, and his name is uh, MC Check It Out. <laughs> like he doesn't even have a fucking name. Like it's just MC Check It Out. And they call him Check It Out the whole time. 
But uh, other than that, um, I felt like the episode was cringy at moments, but a lot of cool things did happen in this episode. Yeah. And the uh, the song that they came up with was actually really good. Um, we also found out that uh, UN Fua had the implants in her head, so that was a cool plot twist. Um, we got to see another fight between Fua and uh, Guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of things happened in this episode. We saw the debut of uh, Fighting Jackal, and it was really cool. What'd you think? So I'm not black, but uh, like <laughs> I have seen like a lot of like Toku, and like my feeling for this was like it wasn't as bad as it could be, but it wasn't good. Yeah, if it, that makes sense, it, it just is what it is. I just feel like um, with like Asian dramas, they're just out of touch. Um, yeah, they don't really know how to approach having a black. I've seen it done um, plenty of times the correct way, or a more not coming off, you know, prejudice or I wouldn't say racist. I don't think that was racist at all. I would just say um judgmental type vibe but they did have an underlying really cool matches in there they're just saying like you know we're not really into the whole you know suit and tie political way we're going to do it our way and actually you know a lot of people were actually actually with it um they thought it was just for young people but you saw a few you know older people like wearing like fitted caps and sweatshirts that was really fun i love that that was cool um we got a really cool shot of izu with her sweater on doing like a little gangster pose that was cute um, but yeah, it's just, um, it's just kind of off-putting at times, but it is what it is. Um, but I did find some joy in this episode. No, it's like a problem that like persists, like just last year, like there was like a like major comedy show that like did like full on like blackface and like a lot of people were like, Hey, oh, shit. I didn't this hear is about fucked that. up. <laughs> like, it, and, and like, it's like, yeah, just for me, like it almost f- was more infuriating that like. One thing that I kind of found like infuriating because it showed that there was the ability to do research, but it wasn't done constructively was the fact that he was wearing Tim's. <laughs> yes. You the could Tim's. have done actual research about real things. The fucking Tim's. Like, wow. <laughs> was like, they really went out out to get some Tim's. Those are definitely imported. <laughs> oh. And there's some moments where I was like, okay, like you probably didn't mean to actually do something poignant when you showed like him rejecting his hair being like slick back for example like that was like a scene where i was like mm-hmm. oh you Blue almost eyes. did something yeah but no like they didn't really know what they were doing here but i will say it's always fascinating when i do see like a black person speak japanese though i always think that's just so fucking cool whenever i see somebody do speak japanese but i also thought it was really weird that um the scene when they were actually doing the debate that he progressively got angry all of a sudden and didn't even like turn into like a magi or nothing. He just got mad. I don't even know what that was about. That's what's been happening lately, I think, with like the like new human gears that they haven't even been getting mad. They've just been getting slap off a belt, it feels like. Okay. Like they're borderline going berserk and they're like, they could be potentially uh, influenced by the arc. Is that where they're trying to get at? I'm wondering if they're just not going berserk, but they're just getting slapped with like the hacking belt. So they're like them being hacked, you know, because like both he and like Ichi like uh, weren't at all like red, you know, like they weren't like turning themselves like so it seemed like it was like just like they were being forced to by the belt. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But yeah, um, he definitely was a character. It, it, it kind of sucks that um he didn't get to have like a full arc because of like everything going on. Like, like that's happened like a few times, but like it's just like weird that they kind of just got rid of this political like plot line really quickly honestly yeah they probably knew they're like getting this is some shit they're like oh we gotta kill this guy off <laughs> yeah an episode like uh 29 has like no opening and no closing so like they just like didn't have time which like cool because that, that like was like really full of like 
stuff in that episode. But yeah, like I um I liked a lot of what they did with Fua and Yua here. Yeah, they that was really probably like, like the, the best parts of it. Because for um for Fua, like we find out, okay, we have this like chip and you like have like some like commands and like he looks so upset when he gets rescued by like Hirobi in like a really cool fight scene actually. Like he fights like one on one with Guy and like he does well, you know. Which is cool to see him like back in action after like what like fourteen episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, and he finds out that um, Naki and they um are the fourth member of like Metsu Bojinra, but they're also loyal to Guy. And like a like few episodes back, I mentioned Project Thouser, which is like a DVD special feature miniseries about how Guy became a common writer, and I guess that they're in that too, like Naki. <clears throat> um, so, so I'm not like super sure what's going on there, but like there's a lot of like reckoning for Fuwa with his role in things and like what he actually wants from life, you know? So help me out with something. So we know that you and Fuwa both have implanted chips in their heads. Um, I believe it was something alluded to that um, the Ames writers have chips in their head or just every human person that can turn into a writer has a chip in their head. Um, well, here's the thing. They've only said for the, like the two using the shot right the shot risers there was definitely they said that only fua had a member of like metsubo jinra's chip but also like they set this up a while back like an episode like seven or eight like they had like yua being mad that like fua hasn't had like his like head checked by like a like doctor recently oh, i don't remember which that. is like yeah like it was like around the time of the whole right before like he got like murked by like Hirobi the first time i think like <laughs> she mentions Oh, like you haven't had like your brain scan for like Ames yet this month or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you think? So is it confirmed that Yua has a chip in her head? Because she yeah def- she mentioned it. Okay, yeah. about to say like you don't you don't really see her instantly get under control like when Fua is taken under control by a guy. You know, like he does like this dramatic stare off into the distance and he seems like a completely different person. Um, I guess that's because he has the guy Nike in his chip, and maybe Yua's is completely wiped of any previous owner of the chip yeah i think maybe that's something that it's supposed to be just like blank okay versus his chip is like from naki that makes so, sense yeah and yeah um we've kind of like been seeing that for like a while that he's been acting weird and like that there's been like a mysterious figure and stuff and yeah i think you uh i think you called it a couple episodes back that he could possibly be the mysterious person that he's seeing and uh it was what did you think about the part when you gave up her rider powers like to our point, um, just now with um her not having the same kind of personality to overtake her in her chip, and like w- where she mentions like later on that she's doing this, she's not a tool, she's acting of like her own like free will mm-hmm. in like these bad ways and like to help these like bad people. It's kind of important, I think, that she does just like passively hand over her key that lets her transform into like a gay, like common rider to get the raid riser and like the jackal key. She looks so sad to use it. She just looks like so broken up about it, but she, she don't like does it. And like, also like she stops, she stops saying henshin. Like she starts saying like something else, like what she um like transforms to, which is like a really cool way to show that like, it's not even like she's feeling at all. Like she's like a common writer or like she's, she definitely feels like very like exhausted by all of this. And also like, she can't stop doing it. Which is why, like, I kind of think maybe she, like, she has no, like, connection with Guy and, like, she's just unable to work past her bad decisions in life and, like, employment. And she, like, will have that as an arc going forward. Yeah. 
I also like heard a couple of theories that people think that maybe guys still has something over her, no matter if he's using the chip or not. Um, I'm not sure how that, uh, how that pans out, but, uh, she definitely seems out of, out of sorts, but, uh, even the fighting jackal kind of fits her new mood. It's like dark and gloomy, very grim, like, uh, cool looking suit, but kind of fits her new attitude towards everything. We see lots of like weird, like signs, like she's just like on the verge of like a mental breakdown when she's talking to Fua and like, he's like trying to like connect with her and say, Oh, like I understand now, like why you helped him. Like he has a special ship that lets him control you. And then she's just like, no, I'm doing this cause I want to. And like, clearly doesn't want to and like clearly is just like super broken up about it man guy has big ass plans like he's just playing this whole city because he wants to get people raid rises and he wants to make like an army of like of, of like common riders and this kind of stuff he's just he's getting ready to like take over the world basically by introducing like what is like what is basically like gun culture i guess to mm-hmm. like japan you know like make sure you have one make sure you're safe like get like your common rider powers today yeah he's just trying to weaponize the common rider and uh they show like a little glimpse of what his future looks like and that shit looks super dark <laughs> and uh i believe at the end of this episode he finally got the crowd to turn against saruto and they started chanting no more human gears and that shit like a nightmare to be honest like that shit like a nightmare come true it looked pretty dark whenever that was going on for both check it out hand for Arto. they both do like react to the crowd hey we have proof of a corrupt politician being bribed and trying to like basically like enact like what is genocide and like you're the ones like who are in the wrong here seriously and like they just all like completely play into like loving like zaya and that kind of stuff and like they just it has to be like the worst feeling and like it only really like gets worse as it goes but how hurt were like all three of our main characters though in the moment where um where Fuwa and Guy like took down like Aruto. That was such a like sad moment like at the, like the start of like 29. Yeah, that really felt like the end and even though um episode 29 was I guess the end of this whole seasonish or yeah, this arc overall yeah. arc of everything that happened. Um this definitely had like the pin ultimate episode vibe to it. It felt like it was the end. Um and this is probably the lowest we've seen Aruto throughout the whole season. Like he just seemed like there's nothing he could do to win. And um he tries so hard to get like the vote out and get yeah, people, but they just start that like seeing my man's like that, that was so sad. Just seeing him out there like, please do this, please like he's just like seemed like he hit rock bottom and was about to go. Like he's actually about to lose hidden intelligence. It's, it was really sad to see him like that. And we see um they lose the vote and they lose the game, and now Zaya is gaining control of hidden. Yeah, like that's like mid episode. And we like switch over to like uh I forget like what's actually happening here that causes like this next fight, but uh oh um Hirobi and like Jin like have their small like confrontation where like Jin catches like Hirobi's sword with his gun and they're like <laughs> that was so sick. Yeah, that was really sick. And they're talking about like the right way to handle like getting Naki from like Fua and that kind of stuff and like what to do. Yeah, Jin was straight up about to just kill him to get the chip out and Hirobi saved him. Um and yeah, I guess he's. Was this a. Never mind. Oh, uh, what? I was about to say, is this when he said it was the Will of the Ark? I know he kept saying yeah. it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, it's like absolute catchphrase, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Will of the Ark. It's kind of like the Man- Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> exactly like that, honestly. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Rosario Darson, like, being, like, 
uh, um, like what's her name, like Ahsoka Tano. I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean, I know you're pretty down on Mandalorian from the get go. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm actually into it, man. I don't know, like, uh, like it was fine. I got it into, got better. I felt like I got into uh, Clone Wars recently. Uh, I just binged like everything at the beginning of the year to get ready for the season that's currently airing, and I fell in love with the show, but um. I can't really say I mourned the absence of Ahsoka Tano because I just got on and I literally jumped jumped into the next season. But it's cool to see her get a, I guess, a final and an accurate write-off in The Mandalorian. We don't know what's going to happen, but um, I think whenever you do live-action um, characters from, you know, animated series, they could really flop really bad. Um, this definitely has the potential to do that, but uh, I guess it's worth a shot. And it definitely has my attention and I'll be checking in for sure. It's not really like important well, like we're talking about, but yeah, like it's just like I don't know if she's who I'd pick for like a Sokotana. Just like they look so different, but hey, like I like both of them, so maybe it'll work out. Yeah, I felt like they had to go with like a darker skinned female, maybe in her late thirties, pushing forty, and yeah, she's been on TV a lot. Um, she has a lot of acting experiences. She's popular, so I guess they're like, um you know, uh, can't go wrong. And she's been linked with a lot of like concept photos and a lot of fan requests to have her as a Sokotano. So you know how Disney is really? fan service. Yeah. People have been pushing her for, for her to be a Sokotano for years. That. Yeah. So, you know, Disney is fan service all day long. So they made it happen. All right then. Yeah. Like sure. Like I just like was more thinking like she just had like a different face than like, well, like whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I prefer actors or actresses um, to be unknown in the Star Wars universe, but um, who am I? I'm just a guy on a, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, to go back to here, though, um, we see Arto just kind of like begging for Guy to treat Hidden and, and like to treat Human Gears like right. And Guy is just so disgusted at the idea of like treating Human Gears like people. He just says, all right, let's kill Izu. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. We gotta get we gotta get rid of this guy somehow. Like you do not touch Izu, you do not put threats on Izu, and this was the ultimate. Like if you weren't a fan of God, you definitely hate him now. Like, and I hope they don't write some kind of arc where he turns into you know an ally for Hidden Intelligence. I want this guy out of there. I don't want to see this guy ever again once he's defeated. Like, please don't join our team. We don't want you. And like, there's like they've done nothing to sexualize Izu. She's just been like pure like the whole time, just like. She's just a like nice like cat dog like whatever like pet character just like very innocent like everything and just like t- to go after her explicitly is like such a the worst you can really do and when um you see just like them beating the shit out of Aruto as he's trying to like mm. protect her but like she won't run because she's worried about him and it's just like so heartbreaking that like like they have the power to do this basically and it's just a lot yeah and it was really upsetting to see Yua actually say she yeah. would do it like you know Fu is pretty much fighting for his, his life or fighting like with all his strength to not you know accept the order to kill Izu and here comes Fu I'll do it like is this really God controlling her or is, you know Sam she's she's saying she's acting on free will so I really didn't know how to read that at all but it really made me upset to see her just say I'll do it I read that as like she was trying to like keep Fu from having to do it like she saw her like him struggling and thought, oh, all right, I'd rather be hated than make him kill like a person that like he knows or like to hurt like a like friend of his, basically. I, yeah, that's a nicer way to read it. I was just upset and I was just like, I hate both of these people right now. <laughs> no, like I think like she was trying to stop him from having to do it, but 
And then we get like a big like Shonen or like Kamen Rider, like whatever moment of like, I have a dream or like, I have like a like want or like, here's like my moment of me like stating who I am, where he says, I don't really have a dream, which is a classic Kamen Rider like thing sometimes to like present like a protagonist that's like, hey, I guess I need to like find something to live for, huh? I currently don't have it, but I'm going to like work on this right now. And then he like gets like his new power, which is like rampaging like wolf. And like, what do you think of this? Fucking amazing. Like, oh my God. Like just to see this complete turnaround of Fua, like just think, think back to the first time you met this guy. Like he was absolutely, he was almost on the level of guy as far as hatred towards human gear. And now you have this guy putting his life on the live to save Izu. Like that was amazing character development, excellent writing, and to way the way that he actually you know fought through all that and just became the most badass, one of the most badass camaraderie suits that I've ever seen, was fucking amazing. Like damn, like I'm a I'm a huge fool fan right now. Like this this guy, I was always on the fence with him. I thought he was douchey, but that's what you know good writing does, and it was definitely a reward to see him you know finally come to the good side. I mean, I I think he'll still be kind of edgy and maybe not accept human gears 100%, but he's right there and I'm glad he's on our side, but that was an amazing um, fight too. Jesus Christ. He beat the shit yeah. out of fool. I mean, you have you ever played smash bros. Yeah. So whenever he was kicking you ass, it kind of reminded me whenever the person's like in the high nineties <laughs> and like any kind of punches sends him flying. <laughs> That's I'm what it sure seems like. Somebody's doing that on like YouTube or something or like whatever, like that edit. I, I, I'd have to bet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, if if um you guys are really good with like editing software, please make that happen for me. Have like, you know, the hit hit points in the bottom corner is constantly going up, and just yeah, that'd be awesome for me. I appreciate that. I like the suit fine, but that transformation, like full on, like piece by piece, like Iron Man three kind of thing, was really cool. Like each bullet hitting him, mm-hmm. that was really awesome. But um, like he just beats both their asses, like more so than like Metal Cluster could, but like. One cool moment that, like, I have to shout out is um, there's one moment where, like, he punches her and, like, lifts her off her feet and, like, spins her around mm. through the air in one hit. And that camera work was so sick. It, like, followed the whole thing. I also, like, I'm not sure if all of his attacks are called Rampage um, All Bust or Rampage Power Blast. But uh, whenever he did that, like, the final attack, the gunshot, when he put, like, the... Uh, the little brace on the ground to hold him from like blasting back. That was so fucking cool. Oh my God. That was so powerful. And they went flying after that. Like that was sick. Awesome scene. I liked that. Like he had like the one wing and was like flying and kicking, but when he had like to use it to stop from like flying back, that was a really cool detail. That was sick. And yeah, just, uh, he like beats them both. Like, but still it's not really enough to like save what's really happening though. Like it's cool that he's, found this point where he's like secure and like he's gonna like work through things and he like he seems like the factor that maybe like keeps things from like going completely like into like a bad ending in like the next few episodes but man did like things go really far before like he was there and like was able to help out you know because like things are fucked right now yeah we're we're de- back to square one like we got to figure something out that was a really intense ending um really felt like a finale but uh what do you think's next for uh, Aruto and company? Well, um, first one thing like I feel like forgot to mention, um, but like um, for check it out, shout out to the fan subber because they had to rewrite all of his lines to still rhyme in a different <laughs> language and still like mean the same thing. Fucking 
like solid work right there. That's a lot of effort. Yeah, that's on like some K-pop star level shit right there. <laughs> but um, to your question, like first, let's talk about like what actually like happened though, because we see the ending them like throwing all the stuff off of like the desks like for Arto and taking like the belt and like just seeing guy with the belt like at the end. Mm. That was a lot, right? Just like I hate guy. Then him smirking at the picture of like um Wilma Kurinovsky and just being like, ha. Ah. Yeah, like what was that about? Was that like I proved you wrong? Like your grandson isn't anything compared to me? How'd you read that? He just seems like a smug prick who's like, haha, I won. You're dead and I am yeah. going to like destroy your dreams. <laughs> uh but no, um I really liked the ending. Like I liked to see like how the vice president was just like, I'm going to stay at the company and try and like help it out. Like, I know like we're supposed to leave. I was so shocked by that. Like that was a pleasant surprise. I thought he was, going. I think he did say, I told you so. I think he did say that he was mad as shit, but he was still like, yeah, but going down with the ship. Right. He wasn't trying to like go work for Zaya now, but that was really cool to see him actually, you know, say he's still here for Aruto. But, uh, I do have a question as far as like how this whole, I guess, overall arc ended. I did see a lot of fuss about people saying, oh, um, this is season two. And then people saying, no, this isn't this isn't season two. This is still the same thing. Um, they're just trying to emphasize that this is a whole new arc now. Um, I did see people that say the only time that they did a season two was when they did the Comrade Black RX, which we looked at. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, we have that in our library. But uh, <laughs> um, is this something normal that they're doing? Comrider that they kind of set up huge ending of arcs like that or is this something that they're trying to do new oh totally like like it's like kind of like um it could happen like on a line or it could happen like randomly but like there will be points where they're just like hey we are going to like show it a like very definite end to this problem and like hint towards more it, it happens sometimes like i can think of like a couple of years ago um they like killed off a villain and basically, like, ended their plot to, like, take over the world. It was, like, episode 23. And it was, like, now what? And and then, like, there was an answer to that that was, like, now here's, like, a whole new series of conflicts that have, like, a different context. But, yeah, like, it's not uncommon. But, like, it's definitely something that, like, I think is happening more and more. Like, just saying, hey, here is a definite endpoint for this arc in, like, a clearer way. Instead of just, like, here's a bunch of two-episode chunks of, like, small stories, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you watch uh, the, like next time on like preview bit for that or no yeah i had to <laughs> for yeah. this one i made an exception for this one. like that was some like cool like iron man like comic shit where he was just like oh my company's gone and i'm just like hearing the news and i'm going around and like cleaning up like technology and like people that have like destroyed human gears and then like wiping their like like parts off and stuff and yeah yeah we might see a new side of aruto in the next episodes to come it's like he's basically like going around on his bike and like gathering dead human gears to give them like a proper barrier or something in like his warehouse or something and we see like um him talking with Jin and like Hirobi and stuff so I think like we're like almost going to get like a um not like a full days of future past but like a here's us like two months later and there's like a lot of dead human gears and like they're being like banned they're being like killed by gangs or something you know yeah it's a very interesting time because like we still have like a good like 20-ish episodes like in the show too like the know what could happen from here yeah it's gonna be fun to see what happens next i can't wait yeah and i uh really want to i really hope they keep you relevant somehow like if it's like a new form or something like i think like at the very least they're going to give her a um narrative payoff which i'm glad because as much as like 
we just mentioned not liking MC Check It Out, but being like, huh, this isn't as bad as it could be. Um, I kind of feel like that's how it, it could be sometimes with like female characters and like especially like with female like common writers where it's like, well, I don't think she's gonna die to make somebody else feel emotional. I kind of think like she'll have her own plot line. I'm like, okay, that's a lot better than it has been in past years, you know? Yeah, and it was just funny, like we've always been talking about she needs an upgrade pretty soon. And then I guess she got kind of an upgrade and it got nerfed immediately. <laughs> like it didn't stand a chance at all in the next episode. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, she went to like level two when like we're on like level four or five, you know? It's just not really <laughs> yeah, helping. She got nerfed so fast. And yeah, like I think um one thing that's like interesting like here too is chances are there's not a lot more forms or upgrades in the future of the show like maybe like two maybe three but like there's not going to be like a ton of like there's not going to be like a, a 10 episode stretch like where we get like five new forms or writers or whatever you know yeah and i'm cool with that um i feel like like a couple of suits is fine we don't need to keep doing like a new suit every four or five episodes but um two more would be fine with me um like you said. Yeah, like the last like third of a show tends to not really have anything new like that. It's much more just like now here's like some end game or like some plot versus like arcs around powering up and stuff, which is good for me. We should mention that next time we are going to take a dip into the past though. And we are looking at the original Common Rider, the OG Common Rider 1971. Rider Kick. <laughs> which is really exciting because um you'll get to see um the origins of our logo, which is uh, the like original writers, like motorcycle cyclone. Oh, you never told me that. Sweet. I'm going to go yeah. stare at it now. <laughs> but no, um, this was like the, like the first show like to start. It's different. Um, I haven't really watched much of it, but it's like a, it'll be cool to see it. Um, it's like available now from Toku Shoutsu, which I think is with Shout TV, but it's available on a couple different apps and like websites. Uh, the one people are talking about is Pluto, but I think that's like a live TV thing. So we're gonna like look on Tubi, which has it on demand, which seems more which seems more useful to me. Like it's cool it is to like turn on a channel and see like old Ultraman. I'm not like looking to watch like a random episode of Ultraman all the time, you know? Yeah, we told uh, the listeners that uh, our last episode that we were gonna look at uh you know the new Toku show, um Toku Shatsu, then that's the name of the thing. Oh uh, yeah. I thought it was cool. Um I saw- Ended up watching some random Sentai show. I forget the name of it, but it's pretty sick. But um, I'm not really a fan of chronological television anymore. I kind of like my stuff on demand. Uh, you could blame Netflix, yeah. Hulu, and all those other streaming services for that. I kind of want to check in and out as I want. I don't want to have to be sitting in a certain spot at a certain time to watch a show um, that I'm into. But um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I would, I wish I knew the name of that Sentai show. It was pretty sick. but. Um, I do like the idea. I like that there's more attention on Toku, and it's also a you know a really cool platform that Americans are actually interested in. And yeah, um, if you do have Pluto, like like Kip said, it's free. And if you're a fan of chronicle, chronicle, I can't talk chronological television, um, or you just want to check in and out, maybe find a new show to get into, check it out for sure. Pretty sweet. We should plug ourselves and sign off. What do you think, James? Let's do it. All right. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at PopColtNet. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter at James Forge. And you can find the podcast at Come and Ride With Me, CommonRideWithMe.com. And you can send an email to podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. And just um, like one small thing, we are very grateful for your support. And um, we have uh, had just a great first 
couple of months. I think um, April 16th is our sixth month and we've like grown far more than we thought. So we would like love to hear like questions, shows you'd like us to look at. Um, there's like some plans in the hopper for both um, uh, for both looking at Ultraman for Kamen Rider game and for Gokaiger. So yeah, like we would love to like hear more from you and like probably like in the next few months, like have more guests and like look more at like those very recommended shows. But like, let's know what you think. And um, as always on Apple podcasts, we would love to have review as well. They are super important to the show. Yeah, guys, if you, if you're still listening to us at the end of this pod, you definitely like this pod. So please, please show us how much you like it by leaving a review wherever you get your pods and we'll make sure to give you a shout out on the next episode thank you guys five star podcast five star power rangers five star sentai just like red white uh (laughs) that's already wrong blue (laughs) yellow green just you know everything but no um and what's a crime that was committed today uh setting stuff on fire for sure (laughs) uh yeah i guess uh commit arson and watch common rider that's a (laughs) t-shirt (laughs) 